The Bo Show. Some guys have all the luck, and some guys have all the sex. Most people's reaction is, "Have you kept count that long?" You can count his sexual partners on 110 hands. Was he picky? I wasn't really going after the people that showed their genitalia. I went for people that had a little bit more character in their profile. Would he be intimate with every Tom, Dick, and Harry? I actually probably in depth knew very few of them. And what about one true love? I don't want an open relationship. I don't want to do threesomes. When I'm with you, I'm with you. He's had sex with 550 guys on the Bo Show. No secrets, no lies, no shame. The Bo Show. According to a recent Pulse study, about 20% of gay and bisexual men who were surveyed say they've had sexual relations with multiple partners. That's a far cry from the stereotype that plagues the men of the LGBT community. To some, gay men are promiscuous and have outrageous numbers when it comes to sexual partners, but to others, it's just guys being guys. Today, we're chatting with a man who admits to having been intimate with over 550 men. Pete, thanks for coming on the Bo Show. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. Yourself? I'm doing really good. Thanks so much for being here and willing to share a piece of your life with us. Of course. I just want to begin with one simple question, and that is: to some, when you say I've had sex with 550 different partners, it may seem a little bit big. Does that number seem big to you? Well, when you think of it in retrospect, it sounds kind of large, but it didn't sound it as I was getting to that number. That's a lot of sex. I hope it was good sex. Of course. <laughs> to get to that number, you had to start pretty early, I would assume. How old were you when you first thought I might be gay, and when did you decide to come out of the closet? How did it happen? Well, I had my first gay thought patterns when I was around the eight, nine-year-old time frame. It actually happened from watching HBO. I was watching this show that had a gay couple in it, and this is before TV got so sexual. It just fast-forwarded the next morning, waking up in the white silky sheets next to each other, and I just thought to myself, "Wow, that seems really... Oh my God, I like that." And then it just kind of became a thought process from there. That's a lot for a young boy to take on, eight or nine years old, considering themselves gay. Did you ever start exhibiting some gay behavior? Did anybody ever tease you at school? Did anyone say, "Hey, are you gay?" Well, unfortunately, kids can be cruel, and even before you exhibit any symptoms of being gay, especially when I was young, calling someone gay just off of a whim didn't mean you thought they were actually homosexual. It just meant that you thought that they were stupid or unusual or weird. Originally, I hadn't planned on coming out to the mass population just because I figured it was no one else's business. But I had been through a really traumatic experience with the death of a loved one that lived with me. And the next day in school, some kid out of the blue called me gay, and I just flipped the trigger. And I, I just went on this rant. I, I started cursing, and I pretty much finished the sentence with, "Yes, I'm gay. I like men. Deal with it." I didn't at the time quite realize what that was going to mean. <laughs> What did that mean? I could only imagine that probably spread like wildfire throughout the school, and the fear of that even making its way home to your parents. Two points for that. First, that night I actually went home, and in a very painful, heart-to-heart experience, told my parents. I did this primarily because I wanted them to be prepared in case somebody else's mom or dad called and said, "Guess what your kid said in school today." Back up. So you go home and you tell your parents, "How do you even sit them down?" Because I came out when I was 25, and that was hard at 25. I could only imagine being nine years old, sitting your parents down and saying, "Mom, Dad, I like men sexually." How does that even enter the equation? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even thinking in sexual terms when I was nine years old. Well, you're unfortunately talking to the kid that's been shaving since he was 12. So I hit puberty at a very young age, which is probably how I came to this realization much younger than most people do. And in all honesty, I think it was easier to come out that young because I didn't quite understand the repercussions. I didn't understand the stigma on it as badly. So for a nine-year-old kid, it was just kind of, well, I like boys instead of girls. 
How did your parents take that? Because being nine years old, I'm sure they thought, okay, you know, this is just a phase. Clearly, he doesn't understand what this means. Well, of course. They definitely took it as just a phase. And in all honesty, that's exactly how I would have taken it as a parent. So you got a pretty early start with, you know, your homosexual development. From most conversations I have with gay men, they come out usually around like 18 to 21. So you were really early, which is great for you because you really got to enjoy it most of your life. You've had about 550 sexual partners. And according to researchers at the University of Chicago, just over 40% of gay men have had more than 60 partners. I did the math. You've had about nine times that. Well, should I be going for a record? My question to you is, how do you keep track of all these guys? Oh, I have a very detailed spreadsheet where I outline their name, you know, what they were like, how good they were, top, bottom, and a brief description. Let me ask you seriously. When most people think of the term promiscuous having sexual relations with multiple partners on a casual basis, do you consider yourself promiscuous? According to that definition, yes. But I have a slightly different definition of promiscuous in my mind. What constitutes promiscuity to you? To me, promiscuity is the kind of person that goes to the park and gets his by a guy whose face he hasn't even seen. Who, you know, goes to the dark room and by a guy who he had no way of knowing anything about. I prefer to screen my men a little better than that. Well, according to some other research, sexual partners of homosexual men are likely to be someone they did not previously know. Pete, did you know all your partners or were there some of them that you may consider a fling or a one night stand? Well, to get up to a number like 550, I can't say that I had to know each and every one of them. I actually probably in depth knew very few of them. But I did know certain details about each one before engaging in sexual activities. I'm glad you said that. One of my next questions, and I was kind of fearful of going this because I didn't want to offend you, was how do you reach the number 550? (laughs) And I know the way I just asked it could be taken as, Brian, I know where you stand with this issue. And I'm being very honest. 550, that's a huge number. Yeah, well... Calculate how many that is and then... Lucky for you, I'm not a mathematician and I'll just let somebody else do that. But I mean, (laughs) moving on. So some of them may be one night stands. Some of them may be flings. How did you meet men? Because at this point, what age are we looking at right now when you're mostly sexually active right now? Probably like uh, 18? Well, I was in a exclusive monogamous relationship from the age of 13 to 18. I didn't start being more engaging in men until 18. How did you meet men? Were they on the streets or did you go to bars online? For the most part, it would be a meeting on the street. You've got to remember, this was back before the time of .com being very popular. And honestly, I just preferred to walk by somebody. You know, you check each other out. They turn around. Usually, you, you know, you turn, you look, and you keep walking. Well, I decided not to be so passive. I figured if you were going to turn around, I was going to turn around, and there was some attraction there. So let's go get a cup of coffee or, you know. That's pretty bold. I wasn't that daring at that age. And you'd be surprised how many people reacted so positively to that because they actually respected that boldness and that fearlessness of just coming up and saying, hey, you know, it's obvious we both find each other attractive. Let's go see if we have chemistry. Did you ever in any of those situations, you know, not go get a cup of coffee, but instead you went and uh, had a little cappuccino? Well, that's sometimes (laughs) what the definition of cup of coffee is. (laughs) Okay. But just to add to that is on the way to coffee – You can't see me doing the exclamation points. But on my way to coffee, I talk with them, and I get to see if there was any kind of chemistry. If sometimes they were deadbeats or sometimes just no spark happened, then I'd have a cup of coffee, and I'd head on my way. And sometimes I'd feel the energy, and I'd be like, okay, I think he's going to be pretty good, and go for it. According to another survey, 60% of men surveyed had sexual relations with someone they met online. And this is a whole other avenue now. And you've told me you've experienced online dating. 
And I know these sites have a little bit more than just dating going on. Well, net is actually considered get on, get off. See, exactly. That's the thing. When you go on these sites, there's pictures of people's genitalia. There's pictures of their bodies. Like, it's a menu. You open up the menu, you choose what you like, and you go for it. Did you ever post any pictures of you? Are there, are there naked pictures of Pete out there? To be all honest, there was naked pictures of me out there, but it was without my permission. It was taken by an ex who apparently had vendettas afterwards. And I definitely prosecuted when I found that out and sought legal retribution for it. Wow, sex comes with a price sometimes. Well, he paid. So did you ever take part in this? You log on and you uh, then get well, off? And a short answer, yes. In all honesty, I wasn't really going after the people that showed their genitalia. I went for people that had a little bit more character in their profile. Somebody I could have a conversation with before or after. I tried to avoid just meeting just for the purpose of sex. Tell me how that works. You know that the ultimate end is going to be sex. It really changes from time to time, actually. I usually prefer to talk for a little while first, and once again, just like my street pickups, to see if there was some kind of chemistry. Not like, oh, let's get married kind of chemistry, but just the idea of, do we think we're going to jive well? Does he have any personality at all? Because in all honesty, if you have no personality, you're not going to be good. Do people often look like the pictures that they post of themselves? Oh, there also have been many times where I asked someone to come over or I went over to their place... They arrived, and I was like, yeah, no, because their picture just wasn't accurate or it just wasn't right. And I never had any fear about either going home or sending someone else home because that's a risk you take. Were you ever scared of what may come to the door? And I'm not just talking based on looks, but what you're welcoming into your home, what kind of guy this is. Did you ever feel unsafe? Uh, no. And the major reason that is is because I work in the IT world, and I know everything in very well logged, very well organized. And if I were to suddenly disappear or be raped, there would be a very good record of who did it. So that was never really a fear of mine. As well as the fact to know that I could probably beat the crap out of anybody that shows up at my door. Since people can't see you, you're six what? Six three. So you're a big guy, so people aren't really going to mess with you. So you go on all these dates. Tell me your worst online dating, you know, in quotes, experience. One would be the guy that came over, you know, we had a great time, and all of a sudden became clingy. Like, the next day, he was hopelessly in love and completely misunderstood the whole purpose of us getting together. Didn't seem to understand that I didn't reciprocate his feelings and just made it awkward because I would see this person in public and every time I'd see him, there'd be a big scene. And it was more of an emotional thing for him and I actually legitimately felt bad because apparently I had given the impression that I felt more to him. But from my perspective, there was none of that. It was a one-night stand. All right, so you've been intimate with men that you've met in public. You've been intimate with men you've met online. 550 men. 540-some. I've had relationships in the middle. 55% of gay men have at least one sexually transmitted disease. Another study of gay and bisexual men and those who have HIV, more than one-third of them have recently had unprotected sex. Do you consider yourself someone who dabbles in risky behavior, and are you ever fearful of getting an STD? Well, there's always the fear of getting an STD, no matter what you are. Even if you're with a monogamous partner, it's still, they can have some they don't know they have. In all honesty, I am always very safe and very protected. And with the exception of a few broken condoms, more so than I'd like, I've never really had a scare as to have I been infected with something. I just recently saw a video, and the whole purpose behind this video is for men who date men that they've met online. And the big thing is asking someone their HIV status, saying, are you positive? Are you negative? Do you often ask people that question? Of course. You do? The only thing is I don't know if I always expect an honest response, which is why I would never have unprotected sex with someone I don't know. Do you get tested regularly? Yes, every six months, whether I'm sexually active or not. 
to be fair, you've been in two long-term relationships. You've mentioned both of these already. You had one from the age of 13 to 18 for five years and 21 to 24 for three years. You came out at a certain age and you were in, let's see, eight years of monogamous relationships. So in those other years, you were really getting down. <laughs> you were really getting busy. Like from 18 to 21, that could have been anywhere from 200 to 300 guys. Very likely, if not more. Let me ask you a question. Are you into relationships or are you into sex? I do enjoy both. In all honesty, sex in a relationship is infinitely better than sex out of a relationship. I have a mentality of when you're with somebody, you're faithful. I don't cheat. I don't want an open relationship. I don't want to do threesomes. When I'm with you, I'm with you. And I find that being with you makes every sexual experience better. When I was in my three-year relationship, I believe the average time a week we had sex was probably around nine or ten. But my logic is, when you're not in one, or when you haven't found that right guy, go out. Enjoy yourself. Just be safe. Are you honest about your number with someone that you're dating? Do numbers even come up? Uh, very rarely do they come up, but if someone asks me, it is what I am, I've gotten this far, I'm safe, I'm clean, I'm healthy, there's nothing to be ashamed of. How do men respond? Say, for instance, someone asks, have you ever had some funny responses or someone be like, whoa, or like, hey, yeah, you're nothing compared to me. I'm 989. The funny response was yours. Which was? Bug-eyed and oh my God. <laughs> I was the only one who ever gave that response? Uh, no, you were the most recent. I have yet to really have many people that were larger or were like, oh, trust me, that's half what I am. Most people's reaction is... Have you kept count that long? I stopped counting at 60, so I don't know where I am. I was chatting with people about you before you and I decided to do this, and their big question was, how does he know? Well, for the most part, as the scientist of mathematician, I use just basic ideas. I was single, we'll say, from the 18 to 21. That's three years. So if I had sex with two partners a week, which many times I had more, that already puts me at 200. The number I'm estimating is actually probably a little bit low, given the statistical values. Okay, so let's just say you probably have been with 700 guys. Quite possible. <laughs> that why a boy. Not, why not just put it up to 1,000? Come on. <laughs> 90% of all statistics can be made to say anything you want them to. Pete, why do you think gay men are stereotyped as being sexually promiscuous? And do you think it's fair? I don't think it's fair, because in all honesty, I know a lot of straight men and straight women that are just as active as much as me. I do think that gay men oftentimes are known for being a little bit more unprotected at certain times. Once again, because we don't have that whole risk of uh, pregnancy. But in all honesty, I think it's more of a stereotype and more of a backlashing from the 70s when it was like very widely disputed that, you know, gay men are horrible, ugly people. And they start these rumors to try and make us look even worse, to make society frown on us even farther. There's a psychologist, and his name is Dr. Alan Downs, and he says the reason why gay men are promiscuous is because it's out of shame. And he says it's a sense of knowing there's something about you that's unacceptable and happens with everybody who has some kind of shame revolving around themselves, particularly with gay men and their sexual behavior, which he says often stems from a poor relationship with your father growing up. Do you agree with this? I definitely do not. I not only have a healthy, positive relationship with my father, but I have no shame. How's your relationship with your mom and dad now? My relationship with my parents is very close. Could you ever take a boy home and they welcome that man into their family? I've done it many times and they treat him like he's part of the family. How many guys have you taken home? 550? <laughs> no, 549. It was the one guy that just didn't quite pass. I'd say especially throughout my single years in college, I probably took home two boys a year. And my parents, as well as my grandmother, have always been very, very accepting of it. 
Actually, one Christmas I got insulted by my grandmother because she flat up came up to me and said, are you ashamed of us? And I responded quite inquisitively, why? And she's like, well, where's your boyfriend? Are you ashamed to bring him home? You need to have a boyfriend by Easter or you're not invited. Oh, wow. It was all a joke, but the fact that my family was that accepting definitely helped lighten things up. What have you learned from your past couple years of dating men? Men suck. No, um, I'd have to say I've learned several things over the past few years. I've always been a very big person about communication. And I've learned that just because you tell someone something over and over, say you have a friend, a buddy per se, and you want to maintain that. You know, you've made it clear that you're not looking for a relationship, that you've got a lot going on in your life right now, and that, you know what, this is what you need and this is all you can do. And all of a sudden they start thinking that there's more and they don't say anything, even though you continue to say, if you ever start developing feelings for me, please tell me and we'll talk about it when it happens. And then before you know it, you're hurting somebody by accident. And you didn't mean to. And you didn't mean to. And it, it comes off totally the wrong way to the other person because they've interpreted, you know, the last six months as he's really starting to care and he paid for dinner tonight. He means it's a real date. And they, you know, when you want to see something, you find ways of interpreting everything around it to see that thing. Interesting. I just learned something from you. The other thing that I've learned is try and be upfront. If you're looking for sex, say I'm looking for sex. If you're not, you're not. And if you change your mind, say something. Don't say one thing and let your body say another because in all honesty, people respond much more to body movement and body language than they'll ever respond to the words you're saying. Pete, what do you have to say to anybody who may listen to this and say, oh, he's promiscuous? One thing I'd, I'd just like to close with from my perspective is I'm sure when many people are clicking on this, I've slept with over 550 men. They're probably getting a very different impression about me than who I really am. I'm a young professional, upstanding citizen. I have no STDs. I'm in good shape. I have healthy relationships with both friends, family. I have had significant relationships with other men that I've lived with for multiple years and remained faithful to. It just goes back to the whole concept of be free when you're free, be monogamous when you're monogamous. Pete, it is a pleasure chatting with you. I think you're a very intelligent, engaging person. And obviously you have to be engaging because you uh, engaged 550 people. <laughs> uh, what I do on this show at the end of every show, because I always had a hard time saying I'm gay out loud when I was younger. I always at the very end say, hi, I'm Brian and I'm gay. I ask everyone who comes onto the show to do the same thing. Hello, I'm Peter and I'm gay. That was easy. Of course, I've been saying it all my life. The Bo Show.